0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor, Katie Atkinson. Such a dramatic intro. Hello, Keith. Katie Atkinson. (laughs) Um, uh, Exciting uh, post-Grammy day for both of us. Indeed. We will be talking about all that and more Uh, This week on the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast because this is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news like the Grammy Awards, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we will be recapping our experience at the Grammy Awards this past Sunday. We were both there, and Katie got to talk to Adele, and I didn't. NBD. NBD? No big deal. Oh, right. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Plus, we'll discuss Katy Perry's new single, Chain to the Rhythm, chart action about Big Sean and Lady Gaga, and so much more. Plus... We've got an interview with hitmaker Sean Paul, the dance hall superstar who topped the Billboard Hot 100 last year with "Cheap Thrills" alongside Sia. Dropped by the office recently to discuss his latest hit "No Lie" featuring Dua Lipa, how he has still yet to meet. Sia, believe it or not, and how he's working on a new album that features everyone from Shakira and David Guetta to Migos and Ellie Goulding. We talk about all that and much more in our chat, so stay tuned for Sean Paul later on in the podcast. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions, you can tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson, and... Don't you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard? Visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcast. So let's dive into the Grammy pool. Um, and we, Katie and I thought, uh, instead of trying to, like, recap the entire day and spend, like, three hours rambling about the Grammys, we thought we would break this down into our top three moments of the whole sort of Grammy bonanza on Sunday. Yes. Katie's just nodding her head
1: it's true we it's did true. decide this. we did we deci- discussed it and we decided it
0: okay <laughs> um uh what was uh i guess you don't have to rank them but you can if you want to like what was your number three pick or one of your three in the yeah three turns? um
1: i thought i'd start with my favorite performance of the night okay. actually um which actually i i to say is my favorite performance is not quite right it was my it was my most pleasant surprise performance mm-hmm. of the night and that was Marin Morris and Alicia Keys. That was really good. It was so good. Like, they both killed it vocally. They both killed it fashion-wise. Alicia was rocking the most disco, low-cut, long-sleeve jumpsuit. And Marin was wearing, like, a sequin lounging robe over a leotard and tights and high heels. It was just like, they looked like they were coming from the same place, wherever they were coming from. And they just, uh, they they killed it, and they sounded amazing together, and um, I did not realize this until um, after the show, that they had actually recorded a CMT Crossroads together, Mm -hmm. and that's what inspired um, the collaboration on Sunday night, and uh, Maren Morris actually talked about it in the press room, that she and Alicia kind of discussed when they did the Crossroads performance that how close soul and country can be, like how, how much it makes sense together, and I have to say they, you know, totally proved that.
0: Um, actually I talked to Marin Morris on the red carpet at the Grammys and she talked about Alicia Keys and I asked about what was some of like the good advice that Alicia's given her and mm-hmm. she was like, well, you know, she just said basically like, don't let the moments pass you by, try to take it all in and get up early each day. Because there's a lot to accomplish and you don't want to be like, you know, you want to make sure you get it all in. Mm-hmm. And you know, It was pretty good, sensible advice. Absolutely. Um, I think one of my uh, three favorites things, and this is just sort of random, but on the red carpet, had a, I covered the red carpet for Billboard. Um, and we had many opportunities to talk to lots of fabulous folks. Um, but one of the people that I was particularly jazzed to talk to was Herb Alpert. Oh, um, uh, Herb Albert is a music industry icon. Um, he is uh, a, he's one half of A and M Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb Albert and Jerry Moss founded A and M Records, and of course, A and M Records uh, brought us uh, records and, and releases for everyone from Janet Jackson, like Control and Rhythm Nation, to Sting's output in the '80s and and beyond. Cheryl Crow's uh, albums were on A and M Records, mm-hmm. so. It's just sort of legendary to talk to him, and uh, so I, did, I had a conversation with him on the red carpet. And I, I, I said to him, I, I said to him, I said, you know, on my way to work each day, I pass a school that has your name on it, mm-hmm. um, and I asked him about the importance of sort of giving back. And he really had a lot of eloquent things to say, and he he sort of talked about kind of like the time that we're in right now and how important it is to really kind of you know, take support a stand the and arts. support the arts and also, you know, like, you know, talk to your representatives and like mm-hmm. make a, take a stand. So, that was one of my like three favorite things from yesterday. Absolutely. Uh your turn.
1: My number 2 moment is the entire Knowles family.
0: Ah, <laughs> sure.
1: Side of them just lump them all together. I mean, Tina introduced Beyoncé on stage, Solange won her first Grammy for uh let me get this right. She won for Best R&B Performance for Cranes in the Sky. Beyonce obviously won two Grammys. Maybe not the big ones that her fans were like super hoping for. She now has a total of
0: 22 Grammy Awards. Yeah, I
1: think she's doing okay for herself. She won for Best Music Video for Formation and Best Urban Contemporary Album for Lemonade, which the press room definitely was buzzing when we realized that one wasn't going to be given out during the premiere ceremony, the pre-tell ceremony, because it was like, huh, they're giving that out during the main show, which means they're... They maybe aren't giving a different album prize to Beyonce. Right. And you never know. I mean, the Grammys have their ways, but it definitely, like, raised eyebrows. They were hedging their bets. Hedging their bets. And, I mean, even Blue Ivy, like, crashed the carpool karaoke in the audience, dressed like Prince. Right. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce both put out a song during the Grammys with DJ Khaled called Shining. And Beyonce and Jay-Z both uh, danced their asses off to the Prince tribute, specifically Morris Day and the time. It was amazing. There was like such a great crowd shot to see them just, you know, like these, these are like very famous people who are very respectful at awards shows. And they were like, screw it. It's Prince and the time and we're going to be dancing right now. So I just uh, and obviously I didn't even mention Beyonce's performance was resplendent. It was uh, it was such an amazing celebration of her pregnancy. And uh, I don't know if you saw the article on Billboard.com that Vanessa Williams tweeted about it. Vanessa uh, performed at the 1993 Grammys and was basically told to keep her baby bump under wraps. She was almost eight months pregnant. And you watch it back on YouTube, and she's wearing a, a very flowy, forgiving gown. And they do a lot of close-up shots on her face. And she basically tweeted... You know, how times have changed because all of a sudden there's this performance that not only is the performer clearly pregnant, but it's a celebration of her pregnancy. So,
0: well, how. So when Vanessa Williams showed up to the Grammy Awards that year, did she just, like, not go onto the red carpet? Did, like, does she not make it known? Or was she just like, I mean, yes, I think we know you're pregnant, but we don't want to show that on camera. It was
1: different times as far as, like, red carpet coverage goes, too, I would imagine. True. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't 24 hours. It wasn't Twitter. It wasn't, like, everybody paying attention to every... I mean,
0: I remember when uh, Madonna, because I have to make it all about Madonna, <laughs> but I just, you know, whatever. Um, When she was pregnant with her first child, mm-hmm. um... This was right before her film Vita* was about to come out, and she had to film a music video for the first single from the album. And she was like eight, seven months pregnant, and they, they had to film a video because that's just what she did back mm-hmm. in 1996. And so they filmed it where she was sitting behind a piano.
1: Exa- this is – I mean, you look back through time, we were actually trying to come up with examples of pregnant performances in, lieu, in, like, in light of Beyonce performing at the Grammys and performing potentially at Coachella – and you can't find a lot of them, especially not from previous to, like, a decade ago. Right. You know, pop stars aren't supposed to be pregnant. Yeah. Like, they don't get pregnant. They just, you know, babies just happen. Babies Children just happen.
0: Just happen. <laughs> um, my One of my three uh, sort of highlights of the day, and uh, I mean, I, there will probably be more, more that I'm just not thinking of, was, and this is Beyonce related, it's Beyonce adjacent, mm-hmm. was Adele's acceptance speech at mm-hmm. the end of the night when she won for Album of the Year uh, for 25, beating... Uh, Justin Bieber's Purpose, Drake's Views, Sirchel Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth, and Beyonce's Lemonade, and Adele made a very eloquent speech, saying how she couldn't really accept the award, um, though she probably has technically accepted mm-hmm. it, um, because Beyonce is just her world, and Lemonade her was queen. was just a Titanic record to her, and and uh, I just thought it was it you know when when you win over an artist that you feel should have won instead Mm -hmm. i don't think there's anything wrong with saying you know and it was heartfelt and it was truly heartfelt because we saw what adele then later said um regarding her passion for beyonce and how she's been a beyonce stan uh since she was like 10 or 11. 11 yeah um so i thought that was just a really a really great moment and um I thought it was just, just beautiful. It was just beautiful, and it was real and true, and it was just everything you want from, like, like Adele just talking about something that she believes in, and Beyonce had she she had one little tear out of one the side of her. One beautiful
1: single tear. Of course,
0: because that's exactly the way <laughs> Beyonce rolls. It was pl- like, her her body just works that way. It's just, like, one singular beautiful <laughs> tear. one tear. Um, anyway, back to you.
1: Well, that was a beautiful segue, because obviously my top moment of the night was... Uh, being in Adele's presence in the press room. Um, As Keith mentioned at the top of the show, Adele, after winning uh, her five Grammys, came back and spoke to reporters backstage. And she actually did this also when she won for 21 when Keith was in the room. Um, And so I had an idea that she might because I knew that there was a precedent for it. And sure enough, like I caught sight of her on her way in and we had microphones set up in the press room and I immediately beelined um, for one of those microphones because I knew I wanted that opportunity to ask one of the questions and got to ask Adele a question.
0: What did you ask her?
1: Oh, I asked her because the first question had been about her big night, her album of the year win, et cetera. Um, I asked her about her George Michael tribute, mm. um, her other performance of the night. She opened the show with Hello and then she performed Fast Love uh, by George Michael Well, an amazing visual, uh, presentation went above her of videos and photos of George Michael. And so I asked her, um, you know, what it meant to her to be able to pay tribute to George Michael and for some of her earliest memories of him, Right. which then she quipped because she's Adele and she's adorable and hilarious. You know, we might be here all day about like coming up with memories of George Michael. So anyway, um, she was gracious. She, She's answered questions for I think twelve plus minutes. Yeah. in the press room. I mean, typically, like people would have been pumped if she'd done one question.
0: Yeah, she. I mean, it was like what? Four she answered
1: four questions. But so with really incredibly long answers. Her, yes, we were averaging three minutes an answer. She started off.
0: She started off this press room chat by saying, "You know, I don't do. I don't do interviews. So you know."
1: And she left the room by saying, "Like, am you I know, done? Yeah, no. It was like count your blessings. You'll never see me again at the
0: Grammys. Probably <laughs> after tonight. Uh, we'll see." Um, uh yeah you know uh, the, the yeah so both Katie and I have now talked to Adele in a press room scenario which is probably the the way that most people will now ever speak ha- to her, ever
1: have a chance yes um because
0: she just doesn't do interviews yeah. and the year that I actually talked to her was um not the year of 21 it was the f- it was I think the following year oh when she performed was it the Bond theme N- she didn't perform on the show that year oh okay. she was there and she was in that red dress and she won the first award of the night for best pop vocal performance and she won for the live version of set fire to the rain and she was there basically to present album of the year at the end of the night but then like a month later she performed at the academy awards for skyfall where she won the academy award Mm -hmm. and um she came to the press room and they told us that you know we we would get to talk to Adele and they're like better make them good questions who has good questions and I was like me and they're like are you sure (laughs) like don't don't waste her time (laughs) and so when she came in I think the first question was from me and uh, I said, you know, how far along are you with on the next album, which would eventually become 25? Yeah. And she was like, "Not really, I'm just <laughs> working on lullabies <laughs> from a kid right now." Um, so that's fun, and I'm just, you know, so yeah, um, continuing
1: continue. a pop shop tradition.
0: Yes. Um, well, my top sort of Grammy moment of of the day was being able to participate in the red carpet again. I didn't actually; I wasn't inside the press room. I wasn't inside the 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 building. I was outside on the carpet. My day started uh, at like 7.30 in the morning when I got up, and I had to be at the, the venue site at 9 in the morning to get makeup done. I had to be on the carpet at 11 o'clock. The carpet opened at noon, and we were um, recording interviews until 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And for, a good, for two hours of that, we were doing a live show. For the first time, we were doing a full-on proper professional live broadcast, like a Grammy pre-show from the red carpet where we were on Twitter if you went to and and Twitter was promoting it if you went to like grammys.twitter.com like it was like the Twitter pre-show I had people on Twitter saying oh my god I'm seeing Keith on like Twitter right Like, and it was on Facebook people
1: just stumbling on Uh, it because it was everywhere without
0: even being like told by me and so it was just it was um, I was very happy that um, Billboard asked me to be part of it and I got to hang out with um, our sort of hip-hop guru from New York Adele Platon um, who came out and worked with me on the carpet and uh, the the OG pop shopper Jason Lipschitz uh, and Chelsea Briggs were keeping it you know holding it down at the Grammy Museum mm-hmm. so the four of us were kind of the talking heads it was just you kind of felt like I was having like a Ryan Seacrest Juliana moment yeah. in a very tiny small way <laughs> so it was just cool and um, so yeah those were our some of our highlights
1: it's a great Grammys I thought the show was great
0: Uh, yeah so um Speaking of Grammys, uh, one of last night's performances was of Katy Perry's brand new single, Chain to the Rhythm. Uh, The single just came out last Friday, and it is a great chance of debuting in the top 10 on next week's Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, What do we think of the song? The song is uh, Katy Perry, Max Martin, Sia, and Ali Payami? Co- co-written affair okay. and um, featuring Skip, Skip Marley, Marley who also wrote his verse mm-hmm. his, his guest rap. Um, what do you think of the song, Katie?
1: I really love the beat a lot. I think that's my favorite aspect of the song.
0: It reminds me of Katy Perry's no, uh, Taylor Swift's style. It oh, has that hmm. what, in, in the one that Sounds, like a reggae version of style? Like it has that sort <laughs> of like, the the synths remind me of the, the 80s. Okay, yeah. The, the, there's a synthy part that reminds me of the 80s I style.
1: That's my favorite part of the song. And I think, um, I, I feel, I commend this new era of Katy Perry. Um, as our colleague Jason wrote on Billboard.com, it's her woke pop era. And then
0: Katy Perry then tweeted back to Jason <laughs> yeah. saying, I call it um Purposeful Pop? Purposeful Pop. Right? Thank you for that save.
1: Um and um you know she's clearly like, you know, got super politically involved last year and was like I need to make music with a message and this is like just a clear message and obviously watching her Grammy performance, she continued the message and the imagery and the you know everything. So yeah. um like the first time I heard it, I I felt a little like scolded by the lyrics. Like I like if I'm just you know losing myself to this song, then I'm being like a mindless zombie a little bit. So I'm not sure if that was her intention, um, or just to maybe think maybe from a pop song, which it did. Um, but uh, I, I'm I'm like reserving full on judgment, but I think it's a pretty good song. What do you think?
0: Um, I like it better than Rise.
1: Oh goodness, me um, too.
0: <laughs> which was Katy Perry's last single. Um, and it was, a, it, well, it was, a, it was a song that was written for the Olympics. Yes. So we're not calling it a single, but it sort of was. Um, I like it a lot. I do feel it's a, sort of a tinge preachy, um, but I think it works as just like a pop song that you can get behind where it's not to beat you over the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the beat. I think it's, I think it, the way it's produced is very cool. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like you're almost like dialing across the radio because it has that That sort of like FM frequency like Mm -hmm. bit where you feel like you're tuning into something. The distortion Mm -hmm. effect. And she also sings about singing, Mm -hmm. you know, dancing to the distortion, Mm -hmm. which I guess was probably... To the distortion. Distortion.
1: (laughs) That's how she says it. Um,
0: (laughs) I think I love the lyric video with the hamster being fed by by sort of the hand from God above.
1: And I like the Skip Marley verse. I like that we have a new Marley. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, this, a
0: this is uh, from, of course, the famous uh, Bob Marley family. where oh, everyone's his
1: grandson.
0: Uh, so who is Skip Marley's father? Mm. Do we know? Solid is it, question. Is it like a Damien Marley or a, one of those? Uh, I wonder which Marley it is. Because uh, this is Skip Marley's first chart entry is uh, Change of the Rhythm. And, of course, the Marley family, everyone from uh, Damien Jr. Dong to, I mean... A million Marley's
1: the answer to the question is uh he is the son of Bob Marley's daughter sedelia Marley oh um I don't think sedelia has charted and Skip's only 20 years old he's oh, a, a young super young yeah yeah, yeah. like Kamani Marley has charted I mean he got signed or his signing was announced to Island Records like a week before the Katy Perry song came out yeah and he has
0: his own separate single as well I believe
1: it's called Lions yes yeah
0: yes um so I think, I think this uh, has the makings of being a hit now. Will this politicalness sort of bite her in the butt? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, she could be like, you know, uh, Taylor Swift and just not address sort of politics in any sort of fashion. But I think, you know, after supporting and campaigning for Hillary Clinton last year, Katie is just like, well, it's pretty clear who I'm supporting. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and she made it. I remember right after the election, she put up that Instagram post Long caption, a lot of lot of thought from her talking about how she's not going to just shut up and sing. You right. know, that's her intention is to is to,
0: you know, send a message. Yeah. Um. Well, let's do some chart chat. We we mentioned just briefly about how it seems like Katy Perry could hit the top ten on the Hot 100 next week. Uh, don't hold me to that. I mean, anything can happen, but it seems like it's off to a very good start. It seems to be um in in a really good place right now. I don't have specific numbers for you, but. Look for that on Billboard.com. On the charts this week, on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Big Sean scores his second number one album, as I decided not to be confused with the Solange song, debuts atop the list with 151,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending February 9th, according to Nielsen Music. Now, 74,000 of those units were driven by streams, which equals 111 million streams of songs from the album last week. It's the second week where we've had an album Really driven by streams after Migos's album a mm-hmm. week ago, it's just the way of the world. Uh, as Earth, Wind, and Fire might say. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the top ten on the Billboard 200, two of Lady Gaga's albums come roaring back. Her most recent effort, Joanne, zooms from number 66 to number two with an 818 percent gain in units, rising to 74,000 units earned for the week. And her debut set, The Fame re-enters at number 7, with 38,000 units, up 986 percent. Both albums bask in the glow of her Super Bowl halftime performance on February 5th, which also spurs a re-entry for her Born This Way album at number 25 and Art Pop at number 174. Speaking of Gaga, she also jumps back onto the Hot 100 at number 4, re-entering with the Joanne Single Million Reasons, which she sang during her halftime show. That gives Lady Gaga her fourteenth top ten single.
1: Look at that!
0: Yep. that was a lot of me talking there. Sorry. Yeah,
1: that's all, and we should say that Ed Sheeran's "Shape of You" still number is one. Number one again.
0: Still number one. Thank you for that save. I was like, oh, by the way, number one still Ed Sheeran, <laughs> which he performed on the Grammy. So who and knows? And
1: performed yeah. on SNL too. A double whammy this weekend. So I hear probably, he's popular. Yeah, very popular. <laughs> you know, I was actually not to like get off on a slight tangent. Um, but but there's a tangent. When I watched the SNL performance, I was really surprised to see he played with a full band, because I've seen him in tour before. It's only just him. He usually just does his own thing, and I was like, man, I really like when he does his own thing. Which then, obviously, at the Grammys, he quintessentially did his own thing his own with thing. the loop pedal, etc. Hmm. And uh, maybe he just didn't want to ruin the Grammy performance. Maybe not.
0: Well, um, now it's time for our guest interview with Sean Paul. Uh, Sean Paul has earned 17 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, including four number ones, one of which he achieved last year with his featured turn on Sia's Grammy Award-nominated Cheap Thrills. Since then, he's claimed another top 40 hit with a guest spot on Clean Bandit's Rockabye and is gaining steam with his own new song, No Lie, featuring Dua Lipa. Uh, Sean Paul recently came by the office to talk about his upcoming new album, which has a bevy of guest stars lined up on it, working with Sia and how he's uh, somehow still never met her, (laughs) Um, how the song No Lie came together, and also how this is the 15th anniversary of the release of his breakthrough single, Gimme the Light. Um, And he also talks about his thoughts on how things have changed so much in the industry and also in just sort of his professional career in the ensuing 15 years. So, here is our interview with the one and only Sean Paul. Welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Sean Paul. Um, What's up? How are you?
2: I'm good. Um, Thanks for having me. It's, Thanks for
0: being here. You've had an incredible like 12 months. Yes, uh, sir. In the past 12 months, you've collaborated on hit singles with Clean Bandit, Little Mix, and of course Sia and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, You signed a new deal with Island Records. Yes, sir. You got your fourth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100.
2: Crazy.
0: And you earned a Grammy Award nomination.
2: Yes, it's been a lot. Not too bad. Good year. It's been a a crazy year, last year. Like in terms of uh, so much things happening for me. And personally, I'm about to have my first child. Oh, congratulations! Uh, uh, so my wife is about to have our first yeah. child. So. <laughs> It's—I re- mean, she's doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. And I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really catching a glimpse of, you know, w- what it takes, and it, it's a lot. So uh, that's happening, and then all of these singles kind of popped off. You know, I do music; like, I just do songs and do songs, and some of them pop off, and some of them don't. Mm-hmm. You never know when it's gonna like take life yeah and some of them come out and they're slow starters and uh you know last year a couple of them just kind of got into earshots of the club or the radio and, and just took it to uh, as we see i went to number one so yeah. uh big up to her and, and to clean bannets and everyone who's had me working with them it's been a phenomenal year you know what i mean absolutely
0: so, um, well, I want to talk about your new single, if we can. Yes, sir. Uh, No Lie, featuring yeah. Dua Lipa. Yeah. Um, You know, it came out late last year, and it's already a big hit in the UK yes, and in Europe. And now it's just starting to, like, pop off in America, and radio stations are really starting to embrace it. Yeah. Um, How did, I know it's a cliche question, but how did the song come about?
2: Well, I was in the studio and trying to find stuff and working with a new producer that I've never worked with before. His name is... Uh, Serm style. He's from Liverpool, England. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is gonna be interesting to hear what this kid has, and he came with straight dancehall, and it was amazing to me. You're like, well, I, this is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I, I actually ended up doing seven songs with him. Oh, um, wow. So one of these songs was written was this one. It's written by me and Emily Warren, and um, uh, Emily is just a, a great, talented um, singer songwriter, and um, you know, I've I've written quite a few songs with her too. You know, one problem I have with her is that she sounds too good. So I d I didn't wanna take her off of it. But uh um you Is know, she, she the
1: one that sings on the new Chain yeah, 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 song? That's yeah. What yeah I was, was gonna amazing. say like, I, was like, I know, I know her name. name
2: her voice is amazing, yeah. bro, you should, there's so much songs that I have sitting down with her and I don't I I almost don't wanna put people on it. <laughs> um and so um with this one we, we definitely planned that, you know, we wanted to get, you know, you know, someone fresh in the business and, and, and whatnot and Dua is definitely fresh, and I, I knew one or two songs from her, and um, I liked her, and I, I just I, I liked her from the get-go because she's beautiful, <laughs> but also I never really checked her voice out as much as, as I, I, th- I thought I did, and when I when I heard her, I was like, yeah, let's try her on it, and she sounded amazing. We did the video the other day, and we, we, we were getting ready to play um, a couple different shows together and stuff. Nice. Uh, it's been good. She's she's uh, she's striking,
0: she's beautiful, striking and she has an amazing voice. Yeah, man. It's like she has like the sort of the whole package where she's glamour and she looks like a supermodel and she can exactly. also sing the daylights out of everything.
2: She's walking in the in the video and she's uh just strutting it like I'm exactly. modeling. I'm like, damn. And I just heard a song today too. You you look pretty great in the video too. <laughs> Thank you. You, you, you you strut around just I, I you know, try. just as well. I try. But uh also the um I heard a song she did with uh Martin Garrix. Yeah. Where she's belting in that song. She's really like taking it places on at where I didn't think she could. So uh great choice on our uh, not to pat my back on, uh, but I mean she she really I think added so much more to the single.
0: Um, you know, we were talking about you, you, we just talked about Emily Warren, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know what you could do, not that I'm trying to A and R your record, but <laughs> you know, you, you could um if one of the tracks uh, has a feature with a, a woman on it, yeah. like you know a forthcoming song, yeah. you could have it, you know, Sean Paul featuring that known name,
2: like a Dua Lipa mm-hmm.
0: and Emily Warren, if they're both in the mix somewhere, perhaps. Actually, you know? actually,
2: <laughs> I think I would like to leave her on one, especially. yeah, As, yeah. it's so dope uh, the way she has done it, um, and her 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 vocals are just out there. Like a lot of people have tried the songs, and you're like, oh, man, it doesn't compare to M. So, yeah, big up to her. Yeah. I'm I'm loving uh, what's happening for her right now, and, and you're considering to just put it out too, the other song.
1: So will No Lie be on a, a new album, perhaps?
2: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'm, is that the plan? I'm trying to put it together. Like, you know, I've done a whole— I was uh independent artist for, like, two years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so I did a lot of songs, which I'm I'm giving you some of the Wait, stuff. On uh, a Sean gave us yeah, a yes. promo CD. <laughs> yeah, there we go. CD, <laughs> an actual CD, an actual CD, which a lot of people don't know what to do with it right now. But <laughs> it's old school. Is my whole tactic back in the day, and you know I just keeping myself back on that ground. A lot of people can, hey kids, if you don't have a CD player, put it in the PlayStation. Yeah, still <laughs> <It sure laughs> works. Check it out. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, I have so much songs, so, you know, it it, it was, um, I did a lot of work then when I was an independent artist, and then now um, the deal that I, that I took with Island it was just a great relationship from the start. Um, it wasn't, it never felt like, like something that I would not uh, enjoy. Right. And that's what it's about for me. I, I really love all the accolades and everything I get, but I want to feel happy while doing the music. I want to, I want to, put that same feeling like when I was 14 I went to my first little block party and was dancing and you know it, it, playing loud music it was amazing to me and um so I, I try to put that back in and when the red tape gets involved it just makes me like not love it no more and so uh you know I reached to the point where as was the independent artist I did a lot of songs and yeah so there is an album coming out this this year i featured so much people on it um big up to shakira who's on the album nice. um david getter production um big up to him and everybody's doing dancehall i mean everybody that i've worked with it's not like uh, you know afro jacks also dance but he he gave me a dancehall track um and i think a lot of people are merging right now with that sound so it's pretty cool what's happening and, and i'm I'm loving it uh big up to Wizkid, who's on the album and uh, migos who's on the album um uh ellie golden came through for me finally Dang. man yeah. uh it's 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 you know i've got so much songs too that i i'm f- feeling that some of them i'm gonna stream them as like just um a, a special. you know for, for people who are more interested in in, in just my whole career and mm-hmm. not just the hits that might make it to the, to the to the general public right so there's a lot of other songs that will be available for people to stream like that too so
1: and you know, you mentioned a million collaborators there. How do you decide to do a collaboration or feature? How do you how do you pick who you are going to put on a song? How you, does that whole thing come together? I mean,
0: because you've worked with everyone from Beyonce and Simple Plan to, to
2: Major Lazer and Little Mix yeah, and like the Saturdays. Across the board it's like all over the place. Yeah, been, I mean, I think dancehall is a very versatile music. Uh, our people are mixed a lot, and it just means it, it, it's uh, it's second nature to me to to, um, to just. Mix it up. Yeah. Um, it's our food is like that, and our music <laughs> is like that, and so yeah. I mean, even back in the days, uh, it, uh, you know, Bob Marley was influenced by Curtis Mayfield, by a foreign song, something he wasn't ha- hearing at home, and um, it's the same thing with with myself. I I, I kind of hear influences from other things, and so it's just easily put together. Um, for everyone who's ever worked with me, they've all taught me some stuff. Um, even just about myself, like um, you know artists are some of the most patient people. We may seem like a lot of people see them as divas and people in bands as as, as you know, just they deal with a lot. Um, it, it's constant um, you know, uh, putting on pause your personal things that you want to do and um, for for a greater cause of, of the music. And sometimes you're on stage you hear bad news uh and you, the show goes on, no one knows about that and um so so I mean even to be the patient one to hear the sift through seventeen rhythms, find that one, kind of get lyrics from wherever in the universe it falls into your head and the melodies and put it all together just so that people could have that feeling that you feel um that's um that that's a very patient process and yeah. so so You know, um, just big up to everybody who who does that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of perks and and flashiness and whatnot, but uh, I I like the process a lot in terms of creating and just being on stage after that.
0: Um, You mentioned uh, Bob Marley, and I think it's, and there isn't really a question here. I just think it's fitting that you're now on Island Records. Yeah, yeah, actually. (laughs) The home of Bob Marley. Yeah, yeah.
2: people people said it. That just feels good at home. It feels Uh, right. Yeah, and it does to me too, and and they've been treating me amazing, so big up to them.
0: Um, well, I have to ask about um, your feature on CS Cheap Thrills. I, mean, I know everyone asks you about that, but yeah. come on, it's it's a huge it's, it's huge crazy. hit. Um, you know, it gave you your fourth number one on the Hot 100 chart. Yep. And it earned you a Grammy Award nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you hear about collaborations where the artists had never met before. Yeah. Had you met Sia before they
2: no, asked you? she's one of them that we, we, we'd never met. I, I, I just, you know, got an email saying, would I consider to do a song with Sia? I was like, are you, who's going to ask me if you? I consider? <laughs> of course, I'm a fan of her. My mom's a fan of her. To tell the truth, my mom put me on to see her, which she 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 barely schools me on music nowadays. You know, <laughs> she taught me as a kid, and I, I learned. You know, her she loved the Beatles. I love the Beatles. She loved Neil Diamond. I love some of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of his big, no, big up Neil Diamond. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, all of the the, the music that she t- schooled me on then and taught me. Um, you know. Um, I thought now that I'm the I'm the kid I I got you know I got this now I got music, and she's like yeah you know Sia right and I'm like no what who what <laughs> If I know what, she's like Sia I mean and I thought she meant Sai that guy who thinks the Gangnam Style or something. oh, oh. Psy, yeah yes yeah, so I was like <laughs> you're talking different. about Sai and she's like no I'm talking about Sia, and she told me the song I was like oh, I know I know that song um Chandelier but I just didn't know who sang it I actually thought it was Rihanna because there was a whole part in well, time where she was writing songs for Rihanna, and right. it kind of sounded the same. And it was, uh, and I, she schooled me, and I was like, "Wow, that's cool." And my niece loves her. And so when I got this email, I was like, "Duh, <laughs> yeah, bro, I'll do this song." And being dancehall oriented song, I was so proud of that. And um, you know, she just, she's she's amazing to me. When I first wanted to start in the biz, I thought that you know it, it's uncomfortable for me being an uptown kid, and it, the music I do is is really from the ghetto. So people was like, you know, it, it would blow their mind. They would be like, "Why is he doing that?" Even my mom's friends and like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> like it didn't match to them. And um, you know, uh, I thought that I was gonna be someone who just did these songs, and I like, stayed in the background and no one knew who it was, uh, and because I thought I sounded so authentic and so good, um, you know. And so w- w- when when it's time for people to be just like, uh, you know, give him. The, give him the mic i was just like yo this is nuts um so it, it kind of took off from there i lost my train of thought what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry but, but um yeah i was talking about oh see ya and and so i thought that back in then i was gonna be like how she is now in terms of yeah. a lot of kids don't know her face yep. you can google right. her face yeah. you see yeah. yeah you know but hey, people a lot ask me how does she look under there? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Google she she yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she did. She did send me flowers when we got the number one. And it was shocking to me because I didn't know she had never had a number one. I All thought right. Chandelier went to number one. I thought titanium went to number sure. one. Um so uh yeah, just big up to her and thank you for having me on the single. I will always thank her and it's an inspiration to see that, to see her be like, I wanna be normal, although I am the the huge person i am right now to people i want to be who i am so i want to keep that part yeah and that's amazing to me now have you met her since then though? you never met her you no. still haven't well, met her nah, maybe the grammys I, I, we, no, we, no, i've already heard she ain't going yeah we both no ho- we both ho- I, I i would have liked to have gone but my son is supposed to be born about the same time wow. oh. so i'm hoping that i you know I, I keep my fingers crossed that that she that we do win and I wish I could be there.
1: We'll accept on your behalf.
2: Well, yeah. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. So we can yeah. go up there during, during the telecast and grab it for you. And, and be us yeah. uh, yeah. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Actually, you know, you've been talking about your, like, all the people you've worked with. And... This is the fifteenth anniversary this year of the release of your breakthrough hit, "Give Me the Light." I mean, you've wow. been doing this for 15 a while,
2: years. Yes, <laughs> which
1: was your first Hot 100 hit too. What do you yes. think has kind of changed the most in the industry from when you first broke through to now? Oh,
2: when I was doing, when I did those songs, it was reel to reel tape. I don't know if people know <laughs> what that is, but it's like twenty four track tape. Um, so you had only twenty four tracks. Now with Pro Tools, you have millions of tracks. Right. So you could actually produce over produce it. Um, but back in those days, you know, I, especially in the dancehall world, you didn't want to waste the track, so you had to know the song. So the main difference then was it was almost like, okay, go, and you, you had to be on. You to be yeah, be on the whole song, and then the, you do the backups after. Um, now it's like I, I, how I write now is way different. Um, I'm like I, I spit three lines, freestyle, and I stop, and then I, you know, so it's more creative in that way in terms of I, it's not. It's not something that I'm sitting down writing, but like I'm I'm coming up with it on the moment, so I like it. So there's differences, but definitely back then it prepared me to just be on. When someone went here with the mic, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> and you you t- you take it to that place, and uh, uh, you, you just definitely just put out. So that's the main difference for me, technology. Yeah, uh, yeah. we didn't have Twitter back then. We didn't have you know uh n- none of these things and and my main way to get heard was to go to barbecues and give out these tapes <laughs> or or actually yep. g- get on the radio in Jamaica and in, in other places and so and then tv yeah that was big with with videos
1: oh i mean i remember seeing give me the light on mtv when it first came out and just being like who is this guy like (laughs) that's where i was introduced to you yeah yeah
2: that's the same way i met alicia keys i was struck by her beauty oh (laughs) you know yeah yep that song and it was there was no i didn't hear the voice because it was turned down the tv was in the kitchen and i am just like and i look up i'm like who is that beautiful girl (laughs) and then uh i turned it up and i fell in love with her voice and the soul of her and yeah, but so that was a way back in the days to get your stuff out there. And now there's so much different ways. Yeah. Facebook, you know, there was MySpace, there, um, the Instagram, the Twitter. The, By the, the time this interview airs, yeah. there'll be some new thing. That we yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still not have I have not gotten on Snapchat myself. And um and people are like, oh that's almost done. Like you know yeah. <laughs> we got the next thing. And I'm like whoa. Somebody introduced me to something yesterday where. You could call people, and there's four, four, eight people in the talk chat. But you see them like, you see the camera. It's um, like a Facetime with eight people, or something? yeah, it's Facetime oh, with man. eight different people. So oh, I was like, I and then everybody's like, "Yo, yo, shut up! You're saying something!" Right. Yo, 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 you shut up! <laughs> yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. There's a the reason you don't need to <laughs> talk <laughs> to eight people at once. <laughs> it's like the worst conference <laughs> call possible. <Right>. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, I'm getting used to some of the technology, and that's the main difference for me in in. Um, in the in in my business, like what I have to do involves a lot more technical stuff. I'm like, you know, even to take a picture with your phone, or you have to have like a computer degree now. Like, <laughs> oh wait, hold on, this is all this is a Samsung? Yeah, you do this and you do that. So yeah.
0: Well, this has been uh, great. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Yes, appreciate. It. Um, Thanks for having me. Much success to you in the next year with all the new music and the new album, and just it's.
2: Keep, yeah. going. Keep going. Keep going. Doing you. it. Thank you. I, I I never. Yeah. A producer said to me in the beginning, you know, I, I'm going to be here f- 30 years with my music, and you you you're an artist. You you probably won't be. And I, I guess that just gave me. It was a challenge. A fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so thank you to the fans, and thank you to you guys for the accolades, and thanks for having me here.
0: Thank for you. Reason. Thank you. Thank you again to the amazing and fabulous Sean Paul for coming to the office. Uh, he was uh, just a hoot and really great to talk to. And
1: I just did some last minute research yeah. here on my computer. Uh, he, according to the internet, has not had his baby yet. Oh, great! Um, so... I, mean, or, I mean, not great. But I mean, <laughs> he. I mean, the reason he did not attend the Grammys is because his wife is due like right now. So TBD. Wow.
0: wow. Well, yeah. um, we're sending uh, Sean Paul and his family. Uh... His wife Jody positive vibes uh positive uh positive dancehall vibes man. <laughs> um any parting words i think we're almost done with the show here katie any, any any parting words anything to go out on here
1: i just have to say i'm pumped about back-to-back pop shops kelly clarkson then sean paul i'm loving this uh li- lineup of guests we've had lately
0: it's awesome. all downhill from here. We're not, we have new, we have no one lined actually, up.
1: Actually, that's not true. We have so many people lined up, and they're great. We actually, we,
0: strangely enough, we actually have a, a boatload of, of we have a <laughs> boat of shows. We've ready got to we've go. got a we've got a boatload of a cavalcade of stars <laughs> are just waiting to be on the pop shop. Uh, what song should we go out on? I have an idea. Oh, please, uh, Sean. Well, no, I was gonna. I'm I'm gonna Sean Paul's temperature. Why not? Because I was afraid that we were going to use it during his interview, but we're not. Well, now we're not going to. We're going to but... go on it right now. <laughs>
2: See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.